What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Never Made Varsity. My name's Colby. You can find me on Twitter at Colby Complains. All one word. Hola. My name's David Rivera, and you can find me on Twitter at D underscore River underscore O. Hola, David. I'm Maverick. <laughs> you can find me on social media at Heartbreak underscore underscore Kid. Hey, everyone. Uh, I'm Aaron. I'm really tired, and I'm ready for spring break. And you can find me on Twitter at Aaron P. Friedman. What are you doing for spring break? Uh, the Duke game is on Saturday. Then I'm going home from Sunday until Wednesday morning, and then the bus leaves for Charlotte on Wednesday at 6 p.m. Nice. I'm yeah. also tired and waiting for spring break, but my spring break is like second to last week of April. Wait, second to last week of April? Oh, yeah. Really? What? Real low. It's way earlier in college. In high school, it was of April? No, I'm serious. It's in April. Mine was like second to last week of March in high school. It's really late this year for us. Yeah, I don't know why. Does it coincide with Easter? I don't know. I feel like ours normally was like middle of April. Yeah, I could think like I I remember it being like early to mid April, but like this is legitimately like second week or second to last or last week of April. I can't remember which one. It'll be really nice at the time because I'll be like, "Wow, we're almost done with the school year, and here is spring break." But I'm gonna be suffering my way all the way through it. Yeah. Until until, until I get there. Are you planning on going to the ACC tournament? Any? I was thinking about it, but that's the week of MPA for me, and I just mm. don't want to. I don't want to. The, the juju is real. I, I don't want to get any bad juju. <laughs> I got excited, and then I started looking at tickets, and then I instantly was like, "Nope, not going." How bad is it? Like nosebleeds in the corner, like somewhere like eighty to a hundred dollars per person. Mm. Sounds about right because yeah. the ACC tournament is normally more expensive than like the NCAA tournament. Yeah, well, and I think that was just for one session. If you did like a all day one, it's like two forty per person, even for like all the way up. Yeah, that sounds about right. <clears throat> if Carolina makes a little bit of a run. I might think about uh, my sister lives in Charlotte. <laughs> we will see. All right. We'll see. But in order to get on a run, we need to play good basketball. And we had this week some pretty good basketball. We had a lot of wins for account for um UNC basketball. Wins are nice. Win wins help. Uh I would prefer if we didn't take years off my life to get there. <laughs> but you know, I'll take, I'll take dubs. But we know what we signed up for when we joined this Carolina fandom. I would just like us to blow out teams that we need to blow out. Like I know Clemson was desperate. Well, hold on, let me back up. Let's <laughs> let's do this in order. Let's talk Q's first. Let's yeah. do Q's. Lots of orange teams. 
Also, I saw a stat that said something like Kobe White's averaging like 29 or 28 points a game versus teams that wear orange. (laughs) (laughs) Don't wear orange. It's like he's a bull and like orange is his red. So you're saying that we want to play Tennessee in the tournament? Tennessee needs to be our one seed. Well, we need to be our one seed. That's a good point, too. (laughs) Which we can get there. Yeah, but we can talk about that later on. Because I put who are the one seats now again in the yeah. rundown. So we played Tuesday against Syracuse, right? Yeah, we yep. played Tuesday. Feels like ages ago. 93 to 85. It was a lot more stressful than that, though. <laughs> it started out a lot more stressful because they were up like nine or something to start that game out. Just they, could not miss were, from free. They were just, I think, what was it? Uh, Brissett? Is that, was that? Oh, is it O'Shea Brissett? I don't remember yes, his uh, name. Yeah, O'Shea Brissett. And then um, Frank, oh, Frank Howard. Hughes. There we go, Hughes. No, he, it was Hughes. He was like five for six from three in the first half. Yeah. And then proceeded to not do anything in the second half. Because Andrew Playtech got in his head at the end of the half. Scrappy Drew. <laughs> no, I mean, so Luke had an off game, which is – Probably the reason why it was so close, considering that he's our zone buster, mm-hmm. in my opinion. And he, if he has an off game, it's going to be awfully tough. Um, but Kobe White is just when he is on a roll, there is little doubt who the best person, who the best scorer on our team is. When they get on a roll, like I know Cam Johnson's also in the running, but like as far as like pure points and like explosions, like point explosions, it's Kobe White. He had 34 points on 14 shots. Yeah, that's called efficient. That's efficient, too. It's just unreal efficiency. We were getting to the line a lot, especially in the first half that was keeping us in the game. And I tweeted at halftime, uh, look for the refs, either intentionally or not, to try to even up the the free throw count. Let me see if I can find And they did. They did. Free throw count for the game. It was... Ended up being like thirty-seven to twenty-three. God, that's um, so many free throws. It's a lot of free throws. Yeah, still not quite even, but the you could tell that they switched the foul. Like the the sheer quantity of fouls had switched from UNC to Syracuse. And like there was a point where you couldn't touch Ty's battle without there being a foul. To add, didn't we get we were like thirty-three or thirty-six or something, weren't we? Oh yeah, we were super efficient from the line. Yeah, thirty-four, thirty-seven, only missed three. Free free throws, and that will win you a ball game. That very yeah. much will. And also, nineteen assists on twenty-five made baskets. But that's going to happen against the zone. You're going to have more of those just passing it to the open person. Um, but it was a good game. Nas was a little frustrating for me because the way that that Roy's zone offense works, that you need to have the fours and fives do their jobs in order to open up the floor for everybody else. And Nas really wanted to play outside when he should have been playing inside. (laughs) And like, there were times where he would remember he was supposed to be inside, but Cam saw that he wasn't inside. So he would go down there and then Nas would also come down there. And it was just, it was just a mess. Yeah. I don't really know why Nas has, so much pressure on himself to play outside in when he is clearly 
way better the closer he gets to the basket. Like, he can finish through just about any contact you want. And if not, he's usually getting fouled either way. And I just don't quite understand why he does... Like, if he takes 10 shots, I feel like those 10 shots need to be at or near the rim. (laughs) But, I don't know. I'm sure Roy has also told him the same. But yeah, he had he only made two shots and still had eleven points. And that was all all him getting to the line. Yeah, uh, him getting to the line is an offense unto itself, kind of like how offensive rebounds are an offense unto themselves. But his offense is driving and getting to the line, not shooting three pointers, three possessions in a row. Cough against Clemson. Cough. But. It was encouraging to see us win a game where we weren't dominating all game. Yeah. Oh, as, the win. We had, as they we had say, grind it out decent games. Deficit right there to start the game when it came all the way back. So, good win against Orange, eighty-five to ninety-three, which brings us to as we record this yesterday's game against Clemson. Heart attack central. We always play poorly on the road against Clemson, so it didn't surprise me. But that doesn't mean I wasn't disappointed. That was probably the least satisfying win of the year. Yeah. Just because... Now, to speak about the elephant in the room, that last possession, I feel like, and I tweeted this out, could have easily been called a charge as well, in my opinion. Because he was out of control. I felt like... He was the player that was with the ball was out of control as he went through the lane. Kobe White was in position, um, so I felt like that with how they had been calling the game the whole time, and there was a ton of offensive fouls that whole game, like an uncharac- an uncharacteristic amount of offensive fouls um, for both teams. I feel like, but with how they were calling the game, I felt like it could have been an off just as easily a charge. So yeah, it could it could have been, but I I personally think that the player is out of control. I think that's a that's a no call most of the time, late game or not. Right, and I feel like they I feel like I I know people like Clemson fans are probably like you're biased, but I felt like it was the right call. <laughs> like, well, that's what they get for stealing the ACC championship from us in football. That's what you <laughs> get attribution. That's what you get for pointing your finger at Roy Williams, Brad. Did, did y'all notice speaking yeah. of like all the football stuff did you notice all the Clemson football players in the stands with Carolina gear on I, I did, did not. not I did not notice at the time but I saw on Twitter afterwards that it was that that, that, that was the case and they got crucified by Clemson fans also Maverick I don't know if you know this but I can barely hear you I don't know if it's the same way for anybody else hmm yeah, it's the same thing that happened last week. Uh, like, it's still picked up fine, like, on the recording. How about now? Oh, that's perfect. That's better. It's uh, the mic. It's because the audio of my mic is for my headset, which was around my shoulder. But now it's right uh, here on my shoulder. Yeah, I can, I, yeah, I can barely hear you. That sounds so much better. Yes. But yeah, no, um, it, I thought it was funny, and people were saying, like, Clemson, you know dang well that you sold your soul to football, so don't even try to get passionate about basketball. 
their their Faustian deal. <laughs> anyway, um, but yeah, I mean, we won by what two? Two. Oh, yep. Which, <laughs> which whole reminds team. me, what the absolute hell was Kobe White thinking? So fouling up said, three. Wait, wait, they, fouling up three with ten seconds left. They said that he thought that Coach Rob made the motion to foul, and it was just a miscommunication thing. And uh, that's okay. where I think we missed Roy the most the whole game, is that in that situation, Roy would have called timeout after we scored, or after we made the free throw to set the defense. We definitely called and, some uncharacteristic timeouts. It was weird. Like, with 50 seconds left, we took that one, and then we did take... Uh, like, there was just a lot of things that you could tell that Roy was not on the bench for. Yeah, it, that's where I think it gets – I feel like that right there was a, a glimpse into what it's like to not have Roy Williams. Like, they, I, I, Coach Rob is great. He's fantastic. But he's not Roy Williams. And that's – that kind of lack of execution down the stretch is where you miss – your head coach. Well, part of that um, is also that he's just being thrown into the fire and of having to execute someone else's game plan. Of course. And that's so completely valid. For anyone that's listening to this that's not under a rock, like just keep in mind that Roy Williams went out about halftime, like what, about a minute left in halftime? Not even a um, minute, like 50 seconds. He had taken a little spill after jerking a little to, uh, his neck around to sub in, I believe, seventh to come in for Kenny, and it went down with a vertigo spell. And was and did not return to the rest of the game, leaving Coach Rob to take the mantle. And, and it, he, it has a big effect because it can ruin like a whole sort of momentum or anything, like just having to turn on a dime. We saw that when we were in Cameron. It's just slightly different because it was a coach going out rather than a player. And he did say that he was he could have come back, but in just in the most Royism kind of manner, was like well. We were winning by like nine, and I didn't want to jinx us, so I didn't come back. <laughs> Which I love. <laughs> but we come out with the win. Um, my dad brought up that, that that win felt like a. That's the game that gets you into the Sweet 16. Did that, that felt 2016 2017 season esque, in my opinion. I mean, I, I've been kind of thinking about this, and what we said last year is that the difference between the 2017 team and the 2018 team is that, excuse me, um, the 2017 team had a large margin of error that wasn't there for the 2018 team. Right. Where the 2017 team didn't necessarily have to play their best to win games. Because yeah. you had a, a solid lot. Like, I... Like, I now, looking back, underappreciated how stacked that roster was between having Tony Bradley, Kennedy Meeks, Isaiah Hicks as your front court, while also having, I know Luke May wasn't, like, uh, his, like, star Luke May, but you also had Luke May on the bench. You got Joe Barry. those screens. Yeah, Joe Barry, Theo Pinson, you know, like, you had a solid, solid lineup over there. So, that... I feel like I'm not sure it's like at the 20, the 2017 level, but we don't have to play our best in order um, to come out with a win. And I think it, that's one of those games that shows it. And those are the, 
types of teams you have to have to make deep runs in the tournament. Because in one of those six games, you're going to be off. Like the Oregon game when we won oh the national championship. Oh, my God. Yeah. So if, if Cam Johnson isn't first team ACC, we're all rioting, right? In the streets. Like, if, like of all of the players on our team, like I know Kobe deserves his recognition, but he could probably go second team. He'll just be because of rookie. he'll be first team all rookie. Well, yeah, or all um, all freshman team. Yeah. Like I, he, here's my here's my first team ba- all ACC ballot. It's um, Zion and RJ from Duke. You got Blackshear from um, Virginia Tech. from Virginia Tech. I can't remember if it's Kyle Guy or, or Guy. No, no, no. It's DeAndre Hunter. DeAndre yeah. Hunter from UVA, and then Cam Johnson. That's my five for first team. Some people are saying that Kai Bowman deserves it, but when you have a team that's five and ten, like I don't, I don't know how you shake that out. Yeah, but he he is playing very, very well. But so is Cam Johnson is the most efficient player in the ACC, and he has the highest three point percentage. It, if I had to right now give a first team All ACC, I'll I go. Yeah, Zion and RJ. Blackshear, Cam, and Ty Jerome. That's fair. Yeah. I think you could pretty much put any of those three, like Ty Jerome, Kyle Guy, DeAndre Hunter from from Virginia. I think Kyle Guy will be like third team. You think so? He hasn't been as good this year as he was last year. Still very good. Yeah. Oh, definitely. But he's on first team all punchable face team. But <laughs> it's better without the man bun. Oh yeah, it is. But ever but since yeah, I, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. No, I just think that um, yeah, Cam definitely deserves to be um, all ACC first team. He's playing out of his mind. Like Luke May will probably be like third team. Kobe White deserves to be second or third team. And then, you know, however that shakes out will be how it is. But Cam deserves to be first team, in my opinion. Yeah. He's playing that well. So Carolina goes into Boston College to try to finish their ACC season undefeated on the road. Which, no. Even though we had a weaker road schedule this year compared to other years, if they do that, that's a huge accomplishment. Yep. Yeah. Because as we've seen in games like Clemson yesterday, even if it's not as good of a team, a road win in the ACC is still very difficult. Also, shout out to us for winning at Wofford first game of the season on the road. Like yeah, quality wins, Q one victory. victory. They are now ranked number twenty four in the in the AP polls. Oh, please let them be like the twelve in Duke's bracket, please. Oh, they're going to be an eight or nine. Yeah, yeah, please, they're going to be pretty please, high. But please let them catch Duke. <laughs> they're they're undefeated in their conference. They're eighteen and zero. I just want to see in Fletcher conference. go off for like forty five on Zion. <clears throat> oh, I'd love um, that. Also, shout out to Sterling. Sterling made his return for like five seconds before he got elbowed in the face. <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> like, Honestly, I just though, got back. 
and then he went right back out. But Brutal. I, I, we we need him. I mean, it, it gets hard. It's going to get troubling if we got a game down the stretch where Garrison just gets three, two or three quick, quick fouls, and then we're we're thin at the five. So I mean, we we definitely need someone like Sterling back in the rotation. Um, I'm trying to pull up the team sheets. Um, for like seeing what quality of victories everybody has. Do we? I, we should want. We should make an all team like a first team ACC annoying players list. Because like I'm watching the BC uh, Georgia Tech game and I forgot how much I despise Jose Alvarado. Yeah. Yes, from Georgia Tech. Thanks. Thanks. Was that, you should watch he, the video the that Georgia I just Tech sent player? in our. Watch the video that I just sent in our Twitter group chat, because there is a pretty egregious play that a pit player made against Virginia today. He was the one that was like hyping up the crowd when we were playing them, right? Alvarado's the one that tried to check Joel Berry. That's like, right. Tried to step over him. Yep. Also, Maverick, put your mic, put your, put your mic back. <laughs> Here we go. There you go, buddy. <laughs> so you know, I remember yeah, right. that game where he was like, he was also the one he was hitting all the three points uh, gestures and like hyping yep. up the crowd. Yep. I well, I just like watched that. him do it again, so that's why I thought about it. And uh, I'm pretty sure. Wait, hold on. I think that was the same year that Joe Barry and Gary Trent Jr. got in a scuffle in the ACC tournament. Yes, that is. Yep. Yep. <laughs> oh, man, that was such a great time. I remember that. I remember seeing that live, and I was like, hit him, Joel. Hit him. <laughs> Swing on him. <laughs> you don't want no smoke. <laughs> want zero problems, big fella. Where is Gary Trent now? Like, I know That's I can't say. Question. Like, I'm not asking, like, in a in a demeaning manner, because I know Joe Barry is also pro- I think he's on a cheap team Portland. right now, but. Portland? Okay. He's in Portland. I know Trayvon Duvall is somewhere in, like, a foreign country because Duke basketball shunned him. (laughs) Do y'all think Trey Jones goes to the NBA? Yes. I feel like the way that they're they're set up, like, the way that Duke's program is set up, like, you kind of have to. Because you got to either gotta go or you got to you got to like you can't like you ain't got to go to the NBA, but you can't stay here because <laughs> like, we got we got we got boys coming up <laughs> like you're already replaced like two months into your career. Which, by the way, I did see Wendell Moore um, at the Hornets game a couple days ago. He's massive like, for a high schooler. <laughs> Do you tell him that Duke sucks? No, he was with his girlfriend, and I don't like heckling people in real life when they're just relaxing. Come on. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> he seemed Sad. like a nice enough dude. He, he looked at me and said, sup, bruh, and I, like, <laughs> was so tight. I was like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm looking at the net ratings net rankings and Wofford is 15 that's crazy I don't know how much I don't know how much stock to put in that because at one point Ohio State was number one so yeah that was well, the first that was, yeah that was week one still so, but like how like I don't know how the NCAA is going to use these net rankings I have no idea so 
as far as Q1 victories, Watford is three and four, but they have not lost a Q2, Q3, or Q4 game. I mean, if we're going by that logic, I mean, Gonzaga is two and one against top. Well, I guess that's not Q1, but like top 25 matchups, Gonzaga is one and two. And haven't we only lost the Q1s? Uh, yes. We are 8-5 and five against um, Q1 teams and undefeated against everyone else. And so, don't yeah. mean to jinx anything, but uh, we're at Boston College this week. What day is it? Tuesday. If we win, well, uh, is, is that not an undefeated ACC record on the road? That is. Yes, it will be. Hmm. Yeah. It'd be a shame if that were to get broken. (laughs) (laughs) Don't speak that into existence. I hope Kai Loma doesn't hear this podcast because then he is. He's going to go off (laughs) just because David said so. I know. Whatever you do, don't send this podcast to Kai Bowman. I like Kai Bowman, too. Like, I I like him. (laughs) I'll have Greg send it to him. That's one of those people I, I wish we that we could have pulled the trigger on. He could have been a Tar Heel. Him and um, the other guy that was with him last year. Robinson? Jerome? Uh, yeah, Jerome Robinson. Jerome Robinson. But, yeah. Um, do y'all want to talk about NCAA tournament seeds? Sure. So, as not pop... Uh, I don't know. I don't know how popular this will be, but here, my top four seeds currently... Mm-hmm. As it stands right now, not personal, not not what I think. Like I just think, as the field sits right now, it would be Gonzaga as the one, the number the, one the, the number one, number one, number one overall. And see, it's tough to pick two, but I think Virginia would be the two. This is the second overall seed. Then I'd go, um, and see. I know Tennessee just beat Kentucky. Beat them down. Go, I would go Tennessee then. I would go Tennessee, then I go Duke, and then I put Kentucky at the two line with us as the second overall, the second second seed. Yeah, I, I, I would go Gonzaga, Virginia, Duke, and then who, whoever wins the SEC. Uh, right, that's feel if, like it's kind of interchangeable. What if LSU wins the SEC? Yikes! Yeah, because they're right now. Not LSU. They're they're projected as a two seed right now. They're projected as an, like the eighth overall seed, like the last two seed. But right now, I think LSU is projected to be a two seed. I mean, they're I, not going to jump up to the one line. I think the only two teams that are with realistic expectations of jumping up to the one line are UNC and Kentucky. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Virginia, give- Virginia, and Gonzaga are safe ones. Yes. And then out of and then the other two one seeds are going to be two teams out of Carolina, Duke, Tennessee and Kentucky. If we beat Duke twice, like once now, like once coming up at home at Chapel Hill and then once in the ACC tournament, do we overtake them? Yes, definitely. Okay. I would think so as well, but I feel like if Zion's not back, then I don't know how much the committee's going to take in that in, but Oh, well, at some point, you have to reward Carolina for two wins over Duke. Yeah, it would three be three in that, at that situation. Point. Three, yeah. But my thing is, if Carolina wins out, that would mean that 
Duke would have at least two more losses, one from Carolina, one from somebody in the ACC tournament, and Virginia would have another loss. Right. So I, I think that's enough to get Carolina up to the one seed. For Tennessee, I, I will reward, if I'm the committee, I will reward Tennessee for having a great start to the season. They only have three losses. They only have three losses, but a couple of those are beat-down losses. Yeah, but so are Virginia's. Virginia only has two losses, but both of those were... Were Duke. I mean, I think a lot of... Every team's got, I think, at least one beat-down. I mean, I think the worst Gonzaga's gotten is the 13 that we gave them. Duke's got the 16 that we gave them. Uh, Tennessee got the beat down by Kentucky and vice versa. Kentucky got the beat down so from Tennessee. They traded that. We got the belt from Louisville. Um, and Michigan. And Michigan. Yeah. So I think all the teams at this point have those kind of losses. I'm not sure how much that really affects it at this point. I it plays a role, but uh, the eye test still plays a lot. I think that Virginia's a team to look out for because the only team they lost to is Duke. Yeah. So if they go to the ACC tournament and they still like they're still their only losses to Duke, like at some point, if I'm the committee, I'm thinking that's just a matchup problem. Like they've beat everyone else who's been put in front of them, except you on BC. Yeah. I was about to say that. You know this 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 Virginia team. I feel like is better offensively than the last team, um, but I feel like they're not quite as sound defensively as you would as. And that's you know, take it with a grain of salt because defense. You know they're always good defensively. I'm just thinking, you know, how they're getting torn up on the inside by Duke, and you know we almost beat them, but we lost. You know Cam Johnson, um, and Nas Little, and Nas Little. So, yeah, but another thing about this Virginia team, though, is that they aren't as sound offensively. They just now have the talent to out-talent some teams. Yeah. You, or in the past, they, they were technicians, and now they can just go out there and, and ball. Like, Ty Jerome makes some of the most annoying floaters I've ever seen. Like, he'll just throw it up there and be like, boom, in. <laughs> oh my, that's like, that must have been how it felt like to play against Joel Berry, because he would toss some <laughs> stuff up there and be like, all right, well. <laughs> so, or Justin Jackson. Oh, no, Justin's was calculated. Justin, Justin's was, like, beautiful. <laughs> um, but on the topic of the – so as we get to ACC tournament, NCAA tournament time, now that I'm not in school, like I'm not at UNC – it, I feel like it's more like I don't know if this is the same for y'all who have graduated, but like I, I feel like it's Christmas for me. Like I cannot wait to turn on my TV and have basketball on all the time. I, I cannot wait. Are you are, are you going to bring the the roll in TV into your band room? Bro, I'm considering it. <laughs> like better. I'm not even lying. Like I got a smart board in my room. I could just put it on my computer and have it on the smart board. But like <laughs> you have not went to middle school in North Carolina. If your teachers did not roll in a TV to play the ACC ch- tournament during class, they did, but I didn't care enough about college basketball at that point yet. Like, they would just put it. My teachers were so awesome; they would put it on mute, and you could work. And like the second if someone got off track, she'd turn it off. So like, make sure still did any all kind of work and such. Yep. But when Carolina basketball came on, it's on. But as we as we go along, I'm looking at. 
how many bids different leagues will get. And I was watching Inside College Basketball earlier today. The, the freaking Pac-12 is so bad. It's the Conference of Champions. It's so uh, – the <laughs> only team that will get a bid for – I am put, I would put money. Like the only team that will get a bid is Washington. Arizona State Unless is the second – the, the Arizona State is the only other team that could potentially get a bid, and they're, they're, they're playing like crap. <laughs> they're, like they're, unless I, they lose and someone else gets an auto bid yeah that's the only way i can see it happening it's so bad like like even looking at the acc like this is a pretty down year for the acc as far as the like the middle to bottom like sometimes they're like it's a it's just eating everybody alive in the acc but this year i mean the teams that'll get bids are uva us duke fsu virginia tech i do think syracuse will get in I think their resume will get them in. Louisville, I st- <sighs> that's a that one is that one's tough. Do y'all think Louisville gets in? I yes. think so. I, I think, think yeah. they have enough there to get in. The bubble's weak this year. It is. It's terrible. <laughs> um, Syracuse. So I said Syracuse, Louisville, um, NC State. What do y'all think? They're in. I think, I think so. barely. I, if they don't get in, I wouldn't be surprised only because their non-conference schedule was legitimately last in, in college basketball. Like, I'm not joking. Their non-conference schedule was the weakest in college D1 basketball. Right now, Lenardi has them as a 10 seed. Okay. And then Clemson is probably the bubble team that, depending on how they finish out the year and do the ACC tournament, that will decide if they get in. But that's nine teams right there. That's nine potentially getting in the big 12 is strong this year big 12 they'll get a bunch of teams in big 10 um i don't know as much about the big 10 but they're good they're, they're solid yeah except ohio state is on life support right now Yeah, they're trash holy so, crap purdue kicked the crap out of them yeah well they also were without their best player but yeah their best player caleb wesson got suspended indefinitely for violation of Team rules, I think. Just imagine if Braxton Beverly was there to bail him out. But yeah, I would love to see more, more like SoCon teams get in. Like I, because I mean, you know, Wofford's in there. Um, but you know, UNCG's UNCG's in the SoCon, right? Yes. They're not a bad team either this year. Like I would love to see another. Like I almost want Wofford to lose in the tournament just so another team from the SoCon can get an auto bid. High Point can make a run. Yeah, man. <laughs> um, High Point's problem is that they're hurt, but that's a different different conversation for a podcast that isn't this one. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I'm excited. Ooh, they have Radford as the 15 against Tennessee. Watch out for that game. Radford and Tennessee. Bradford and Tennessee. I love how every year I think the matchups are cut and dry, and then I remember, oh, that's right. Nothing makes sense in March. <laughs> like, my bracket last year was the was busted from go. Oh, no. <laughs> it was it, terrible. Well, Virginia killed it for everybody. Yeah. So. I'm saying it now. Radford, if they get in as a 15, they are underseeded. Fair. Big South basketball. Big South. Big South. Hey, hey, SoCon's in Asheville this year, so I might maybe go to a game. Check it out. 
anyway. what else is there in the college basketball world? Because I feel like there's a lot. When was when is Zion coming back? They will have not announced the it. Game? I will. I will. I feel like he's waiting until he plays us. That's to come what back. I was thinking. I'm thinking he comes back against UNC. That would be like a like a perfect little storybook like comeback that the people adversity are eat up. The adversity. <laughs> but if we but, win, then it's like, what's your well? There you go. <laughs> can't put an asterisk on that one. Oh, he wasn't a hundred percent. Because here's my thing: if I like honestly, if I'm Duke and he wants to come back that game, the, or whatever game he comes back in, I want to put him on a minutes restriction. So, like, if he says he wants to play the Carolina game, I would put him in for like maybe twenty minutes against Wake Forest on Tuesday. I mean, he hasn't done any contact stuff yet. He hasn't done any exactly. contact, which which is a big step in. You know, I still think it, it could be very likely that he even sits out through the ACC tournament. But if he's going to return, it's going to be against us. I, the, when they said that he hasn't done anything with contact yet, the more I think he he'll come back in the ACC tournament. I hope so. <laughs> because I hope so too. I, non-contact, I I, like he, he's going to have to have at least one contact practice before he plays. Because yes. Yeah, and we're five days away from our game. Um, I, I mean, I don't. It's see coming that up. Happening. So he, if he hasn't done any contact, I don't know what kind of games they have before they play us. But I mean, we have BC. They have Wake Forest. At home. Oh, they're gonna stomp the crap out of them. Like, <laughs> so I don't know. I think it will be more competitive on Saturday than it was at Cameron, just because I'm sure they'll come up with a game plan, but. I mean, if we play like we did against, um, like even like even against Clemson and even against Syracuse, like we were good from three. Like that's the one thing that I will say. Like we were good from three, and I feel like if we can get hot from three, we can beat Duke. Like regardless, which I know is the like not what happened last time, but I can't expect us to get sixty whatever million points in the paint again. <laughs> not with that attitude, you can't. So. You know, no response. No, <laughs> it's not about attitude. I just don't expect Luke May to get like, <laughs> like forty points in the paint. Can we move on to football and baseball real quick? Because I got a dip in a couple minutes. All right, sure. go for it. Okay. Um. So, football spring practice started today. Um. Wait. Pause. Before we move on, this episode is brought to you by Audible. <laughs> For you, the listeners who never made varsity, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. I've listened to Leviathan Lake Wakes by Love Grossman through Audible. You can download it. Nope, that's not right. By um, James S.A. Corey through Audible. You can download it or another audiobook free by joining audible.com. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash nmvpod. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash nmvpod for your free audiobook. Now go ahead. Okay. So, football spring practice started today. Um, Chaz officially finally switched positions to outside linebacker, right? Or inside linebacker? <laughs> you were there. <laughs> Even though I told y'all. Yeah, but we couldn't I talk about that. It was an inside scoop. We had sources. I could have broken. I could have broken that story. <laughs> um, but yes, I was there for a couple minutes of the practice. It was the first 
practice at the new IPF, indoor practice facility. Uh, that facility is unbelievably nice. I know that we hated it at the time, but between that and I went to the first game at the new soccer lacrosse stadium the other day, it was definitely worth waiting two years for all that. It is unbelievably nice. Worth every minute of waiting, in my opinion. Now we have a full-field climate-controlled... Well, not kind of climate-controlled. There are fans. A full indoor field that we can practice on. When, well, yeah. And there's the rumors of the turf going in at Keenan Stadium, so that also would be nice for marching band purposes. All Carolina Blue Field? <laughs> We just got to go full Boise. It would be so hot. Um, <laughs> but anyways, we, with it being the first practice for the football team at the IPF today, we went, there was a volunteer gig and some band members went and we played for the team and we got to be a part of the huddle uh, during practice, which was pretty awesome. And we got to hear from the interim chancellor, I don't know how to say his last name, Kevin. <laughs> and, Hi, Kevin. And we also got to hear from Coach Brown, which was pretty cool. And we got to break it down with the team. And I got to co- shake Coach Brown's hand, which was awesome. He seems like a charismatic dude. Yes. Really good guy. He has my vote. We're going to beat Bama this year. I'm hyped. David, why are you tweeting about your fa- your perfect toast right now? Beca- listen, G- if you looked at it, just look at G4 and tell me that that's not the most perfect toast that you should have. It's a little on the crispy side. It needs to be a little little crispy. I'm just saying it's a little on the crispy side. I like G4, that is way too done. No, okay. what? I'm talking like <laughs> E3. He's a, E3, E4. like is a steak. <laughs> Bro, no, I eat my steaks medium rare, thank you very much. But uh, if you're talking about toast out here, you say E3. Oh, that, no, that's too white, bro. Come on now. Don't bring that mess in here. I don't want any floppiness in my toast. Anyways. <laughs> Looks like we got to retweet the toast picture. Uh, I just want to know who, I want to know who wants J9. <laughs> I just, just want to know who wants charcoal. <laughs> I'm going F3. I mean, I F- might say H1. Hold up. You said F3 and H1? I'm fine with F3. I can really? do F3. F2. Yeah, I like F2. No, F2 isn't David says it's way F3. too white. Done, it's you're talking F3. about it like a steak. F3, <laughs> F3 is good. I'll, I can deal with F3. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, baseball. We lost our first home game in a long time to... Uh, earlier this week, which was sad, but we had another three game in twenty four hour thing, and we swept on the weekend again. The bats are pretty good. We just gotta stop awake? making. Are they, they are they are awake. We scored like thirteen runs in the in each of the last two games of the weekend series. Uh, we just gotta stop making some unforced errors because that's what was our undoing against. I don't even remember who we lost to. We lost to someone earlier this week. And it was a lot of unforced errors that lost us the game. But we're good. We're good. You need to go to a meeting. Yes. I gotta go to chapter. 
I'll see y'all later. Bye. 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 David, are you watching this pillow commercial? Yeah, man. It's <laughs> who sleeps it's like weird. that? Yeah, man. It's really weird. You see the feather fly out of the pillow? Oh, the, bro, she's wearing it. some velvet, and he's like rubbing up on her <laughs> side, like ooh. Oh man! All what right, is happening. What else do we have to talk about? Oh, remember how last week I said stop worrying the Lakers are going to make the playoffs? (laughs) (laughs) Would you like to amend that statement? Old takes exposed. Come get me. Listen, Uh, all I will say is that LeBron will have a summer off. He'll retool his body. He'll film Space Jam 2. He'll get all his stuff done, and then he'll come back, and he'll have AD and Kawhi and Kyrie, and it'll be all okay again. Jeez, it, this is like a disaster of oh, a season for the Lakers. Ter- well, it started when you got the meme team together, and you know, <laughs> it, I don't know what the hell Magic Johnson was thinking getting that whole that it was a disaster from go. Like you have Kyle Kuzma, Lonzo Ball, who is hurt, I will say, but is a respectable player. You have you know even Javale McGee in and of himself can be like a good post presence. He had but, twenty the other night, but God dang. Like Lance Stevenson, like Rondo can be Rondo can be great, but this is just not a well constructed roster, and I don't know what Magic was thinking. And you better like they need to hope that they land somebody. Like they need to land some superstar. Like they need like, to land. I don't think Kawhi's leaving after this year. I think he's staying in Toronto. And, and like after how his year is going, I think he's staying in Toronto. There's no pressure out in the East. Like he like who who's the most pressured to the to the Raptors, the, the Bucks, the Sixers. Bucks. Are Neither good. of those teams are there. Like I would say the Bucks, but I'm pretty sure the Toronto beat the Bucks. But like when they played them, I think that I think Kyrie or sorry Kawhi stays where he is. Kyrie Look. is going to go to the Knicks with KD, <laughs> and that'll be great. Uh, so you got to hope that you land AD. <laughs> When is the last time the Knicks landed a huge free agent? Mello? <laughs> yeah, Mello. When they signed Tyson Chandler from us? I don't know, man. I just wish, you know, my one wish for the NBA is that the Hornets could play as well as their merchandise looks. <laughs> like their merchandise, like their team store is the hottest team store I've ever seen in my life. I bought a I bought a fleece jacket, like a teal and purple fleece jacket out there. I bought a windbreaker and Hornets colorways, and that stuff is fire, like straight fire. Now I wish they would play <laughs> as well as it looks. Like the court is – like I went there on the classic night where they had the, the honeycomb court, and that stuff is so nice. Oh, it's so – it's such eye candy to look at. <laughs> But god dang, man, <laughs> can we get Kemba Walker some help, please? Please. I mean, listen, one, I am no longer just a bandwagon um, Lakers fan. I came in when they were at the bottom. Two. <laughs> <laughs> Tell that to Turner, man. Turner, we love you. <laughs> Two, I mean, Luke Walton has to go. He, yeah, man. It's bad. Like, did I you hear who love... they're trying to bring? Who? 
Ty Lue. Ty Lue. Why? Bring him. But why? <laughs> <laughs> because he's he won an NBA championship. He's a good coach. I just think I I'm looking at some of like as I'm reading tweets from Lakers fans and and sports accounts and and media members like I don't like a lot of times they'll blame players and rightfully so but the way that Luke Walton manages lineups is like I think the way Luke Walton manages his lineups right now is what Tar Heel fans think Roy Williams does <laughs> in the early <laughs> season like I'm convinced <laughs> Like, they think that Roy Williams just, like, messes around and just throws random guys out there and doesn't know what he's doing. I think that's legitimately, like, what Luke Walton is doing. <laughs> but, like, think about it this way. Luke Walton does have to go. Yeah. Because it's just not good enough. But the NBA isn't like the NFL where there are just coaches and waiting everywhere. Right. Like, so you're going to have to bring in somebody. How many NBA coaches that don't have jobs have won an NBA championship. Unless you bring in a college coach with some, with some, well, like a resume that doesn't always work out, but you could end up with someone like Brad Stevens, who admittedly isn't doing so well right now, but Billy Donovan, Brad Stevens, um, shoot, bring John Calipari. That would be chaos. <laughs> chaos. And imagine John Calipari in LA. Oh God. That would be Chaos. What's Rick Pitino up to these days? He's coaching like Israel or something. Yeah, or like Lithuania or something. <laughs> that would be wild. <laughs> I would want to get off Mr. Johnson's wild ride. Um, it's like, so I I see the rationale be- behind bringing Ty Lue in. I really do. Oh, boy. Anyway. Dallas is almost at tanking oh, level. Dallas like, has the potential, we, though. Dallas has the pieces in there that they could do something in the next few years. Yeah, no, KP could honestly play today if he really wanted to, but they're just kind of <clears throat> saving him so that he can take the whole season and continue to rehabilitate. We have to be a top-five pick to get ours back. If we're, if we're top-five or lower, the Hawks don't get our pick. So now everybody says that we're tanking for Zion. For the five, even though we're not going to get number one, um, I feel like Mm-mm. either the Knicks or the Suns are going to get that. Um, but we just have to get top five to get our pick. I just wish the Hornets would commit to being bad or good. Like, either make the playoffs or tank. Don't do this limbo thing where you're stuck in a cycle of mediocrity where they're not going to get a good draft pick and they're not going to make the playoffs. That's the worst place to be in the NBA. In no, all sports, as really. Mark Cuban describes it, it's the treadmill of mediocrity. That's all, that's what the Hornets right now are the nine seed in the East. If they miss the playoffs, you miss it, and then. But you, also, you're too you good to get, get an actual decent pick. You don't get a decent pick, and I as I look at the roster, like I was at the game, I was looking at that roster, like it's bad. <laughs> like you got Kemba, Miles Bridges, who's a young talent, Malik Monk who's also a young talent, but he's not starting. Who else? You got Cody Zeller, who could trip on his like on his own feet at any moment. You've got Willie Hernan Gomez, which I don't know. I don't understand the hype about. You've got Michael Kidd Gilchrist, who has the Excuse ugliest me, jump that's shot. Willie Hernan Gomez. Hernan Gomez. Um, you got MKG, who I witnessed his jump shot in person 
like floor level. It's the ugliest thing I've ever seen. And then you've got um, Nick Batum, who's on a tra- the, one of the most trash contracts I've ever seen in my life. It's just so bad. Like first, like le- like amount of money to production. Nick Batum is the worst contract in the NBA right now. <laughs> oh, it's horrible. It's, terrible. it's a terrible contract. Like I could like remember when Mike Conley got all that money and everyone was like up in arms because they were like, "What the heck? Why is he getting so much money?" Like at least he produces enough to warrant that amount of money. Nick Batum is getting almost Mike Conley money, but ten times worse. That was a weird summer. Yeah, man. It was bad. It is bad. So either either get right or or trade Kemba because he deserves better. And I I don't think I think if we traded Kemba right now, I don't think anybody in in Charlotte would blame Kemba for being happy that he's gone because <laughs> he deserves better. Now this is a, a more stacked draft than normal. I just looked at um, Sports Illustrated's Mark's draft, and they have us. Oh, my goodness. Can we please turn this autoplay off? <laughs> um, and right now they have the Hornets getting Romeo Langford. Which is not bad, but I feel like he's just like the ex- – I think he's Miles Bridges 2.0, man. Yeah. But need- it, that that is to say that this draft, like – if there was a draft to be mediocre in, like this is the draft to do it, but good, they have to get out of that cycle. They do, like either be good or bad. Don't do this. Don't do this. But um, it is. Uh, I I don't mean to. I don't mean to to pile on, but it is also my time to to bounce. Do we have anything right, else to ahead. talk about? Do you have anything? Anything else? Did you want? Did you want to say anything about Umbrella Academy? Because I know you watch it. I only watched the first episode, and I'm intrigued. Good. Yeah, I watched uh, the first two, and I, I'm still trying to get invested. Why is my dude? Why does my dude look like he's like Hulk underneath his suit? Whatever. Because you'll see. You will see. Um. It. Also, I'm I'm like trying to check off my list of games because I've been really stagnant this year on finishing. Like, I'll start games, I'll get like 65, 70% of the way through and then not finish them. Um, so I've been checking off lists. I finished Zelda. I finished Spider-Man finally. I finally finished Spider-Man, which was fantastic. I finally finished, um, oh, what is it called? Shoot. Wolfenstein, the first Wolfenstein game. So now I'm moving on to, to Kingdom Hearts 3 and I will commit to finishing Kingdom Hearts 3. So um, that is my that is my last stand. We can go ahead and get out of here next week. I saw How to Train Your Dragon three. I can talk oh, about it next week. Can we, I want to see it this week so badly? And go see. It. We can talk about it. I'm I also going to go see Captain Marvel next week. So perfect. All right, we we can do a content episode. Cool. All right, but I'll do this really quick so Dave can get out here. If you want to find us, you can do that at tinyurl.com slash nevermadevarsity. Leave us a five-star rating and a review on iTunes. Anything you liked or didn't like, be sure to let us know via our Twitter at nevermadepod. Thank you to Audible for sponsoring the show. For your 30-day trial, go to audibletrial.com slash nmvpod. Thank you to David Cutter for the music. Let's get out of here. Skedaddle. Peace. Pitter-patter.